feminist fans and welcome to Real Feminism, the podcast where we discuss films from an intersectional feminist perspective. I'm your host Joe, and today I'm joined by two delightful co-hosts, Gina and Corrine. Hey! Hi! So this week we're going to talk about Dirty Dancing, but before we talk about the film, how is everyone? Yeah, I'm good. Yes, just enjoying things being open again, going to the gym. Just popping into shops. Like earlier, I just popped into some shops that I'd never actually been to. Like the charity shops, looked in those. So it's nice. It's still weird to like, if I keep forgetting that I can, that shops are open now and that we can do stuff. It's nice. Everything just feels a lot more quieter as well because the pubs have taken in like the riffraff off out of the park. So <laughs> it's quite nice. You went up to Liverpool as well, didn't you, recently? Yes, I did. I went there over the weekend and that was lovely. Just to get a little like time away it was really nice. Reset and nice to check out a new city as well. How are you? I'm fine. That's <laughs> not a great week. I don't I just feel like I'm in a bit of a bad funk this week. I don't know why. I just feel a bit like I need to be more productive and doing more stuff. But I know that's not a good mindset to have. So I've been trying to fight that. But then if I sit and read, I feel bad for sitting and reading. So I don't know. But I'm having therapy on Monday to help me figure out what's wrong. <laughs> we'll see what happens. In happier news, I've had a haircut. Woo-hoo! Really happy. It was for people who cannot see. So everyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> it was kind of all the way down to my bra straps the sort of middle of my back and it's now a bit shorter than shoulder length so we got rid of a lot of hair and now I feel free I can wash my hair in about 20 minutes rather than the fucking however long it would take in the shower before of trying to comb it out and make it not tangled and witchy so I'm very happy it dries much quicker life is a lot easier short hair's the way forward that's the end of my speech. I'm fine too. I mean, happy that everything is starting to open again and enjoying seeing my friends again. I get to see you guys like a week ago. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds a bit like an AA meeting. Oh. Like, hi, I'm Corrine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we're all fine. That's great. <laughs> okay, should we talk about Dirty Dancing, otherwise known as Corrine's favourite film of all time? She can't wait to talk about Dirty Dancing. She's so excited. For the record, one of my best friends is obsessed with this movie to the point that during a Hindu, we took a dance class on Dirty Dancing. I was a man owner. I organized this and I promised her I would do it for her. And that's the only reason I did it because I love her. So I'm a good friend, even if I don't like a movie. You are a good friend. And I now have decided I want to get married so that we can do that all over again. <laughs> that's the sole reason to make you do a dirty dancing dance class again that sounds amazing though. oh my god no no <laughs> okay so we're talking about dirty dancing this week it was released in 1987 and directed by emile ardino who did sister act which i was excited to learn it was written by a woman called eleanor bergstein who also produced it alongside linda gottlieb and Doro Backrack, who all three of whom are white women. But on Netflix, there's a movies that made a series that talks about Dirty Dancing and a lot of the behind the scenes of making the film Dirty Dancing. And it sounds like the writer, Eleanor, 
based a lot of the film around her life. She used to be called Baby when she was younger and she went on holiday in the Catskills. Her dad was a doctor. She used to do dirty dancing. So it seems like a lot of it's based on her and both her and Linda really fought to get this film made because no one wanted to make it. And it was made by a really random studio who used to just make straight to blockbuster movies. Straight to blockbuster movies? That doesn't make sense. Straight to video movies. That's, yeah, straight to blockbuster is what the big movies make. They want a big (laughs) blockbuster film. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. It seems like these women really fought to get this film made and really want it made. So I thought I'd just slide in that background info there. Maybe I should say what this film's about, because not everyone would have seen it. Also that I haven't watched it before. It was a big film gap for me. The 80s of just 30 Dancing. So I've watched a lot of recent films, but there's so many like major films that I just haven't seen. And this is one of them that people be like, oh my God, you haven't seen Dirty Dancing. But then there was never a good time. Like There was never like a Sunday afternoon that I just fancied like sticking on Dirty Dancing. So I just never saw it. But it was a good opportunity to watch it. And I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> So I feel like we're going to get both sides of the argument. <laughs> well, this is why I wanted Kareem to be on it, because I think it's, A, fun to listen to, to have someone else mm. who isn't agreeing. Because I don't think it's as fun if everyone's like, this movie's great, which is basically what Birds of Prey was. <laughs> I was actually was really surprised how it aged as well. Like, I like obviously it's not perfect, as we'll chat about, but I do think it had aged quite well and it still felt relatively current. I don't know. And there wasn't too many, like, missteps and... It's funny because I totally disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it didn't age well. I really <laughs> felt like some of the dialogue was just, like, uh, another time. And I don't know. I do not agree with this at all. I thought That's it was... okay. I saw it again. I haven't watched this movie in years because I don't like it. So I just don't watch it. And I haven't seen this movie, I think, in 10 years. I really felt like I don't get what this movie is like famous. Like I really don't like the music, the soundtrack is amazing. And I love the soundtrack. It's, but other than this, it was like, I don't get it. I just don't. But my background with the film then, I don't remember when I first saw it, but my mom had the soundtrack on cassette and every journey we went on, we would listen to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. So the music, it was like a huge part of my childhood and the film always makes me think of her. I still really enjoy the film. I'll just give a quick background to the movie for people who haven't seen it. So it's about this teenage girl, I think she is, called Baby, who's on holiday with her family in this... I have a question. Yes. What's her real name? Francis. Oh, okay. Francis. <laughs> I only know that because... I literally just finished watching it and he mentions it. And I was like, oh, yeah, her name's Francis. After they've had sex multiple times, he's like, hey, what's your real name? <laughs> Why does everyone call you baby? That's weird. Yeah, it does it a bit late. That would be like the first thing I'd ask. Right? So she's a teenage girl on holiday at this holiday camp in the 60s with her family. And she ends up trying to help out one of the dancers who become pregnant and is going to have an abortion. And it's a very, for some weird reason, the woman who's going to have an abortion has to be at a dance. (laughs) And the only time the doctor can do an abortion is on the day she has to do this dance. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> so baby. Honestly, if I'd have said anything that that film would be about, it wouldn't be that. Like, <laughs> what would you say? We got halfway through, and I just said to my flatmate, I was like, so the whole storyline's just about this abortion that she had to get. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be fair, like think about the timeline. At the time, yeah. it was pretty progressive. Yeah, definitely. And how it was a big thing. I mean, the, when the movie came out, it was just after Robert versus Wade, so it wasn't like it was something that people would do very easily. But I think this is a good part of the movie that they talk about it this way. It's a big part of the movie. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Joe, you're right. Like there was no other part of she could get one. Yeah. <laughs> It was only Thursday at 2pm. I know, right? <laughs> so when I was watching this, I was like, this is a weird setup, but sure, fine. <laughs> so baby ends up just learning this dance, falls in love with the guy, teaching her how to dance. And it's just a romance. It's a lovely romance. The characters we have to discuss are Baby, who's the main character, Penny, who is the woman who um, wants to have an abortion, and then we have Lisa, who's baby's sister, and Marjorie, who's baby's mum, but Marjorie's not really in it that much. And then the intersectional characters, there aren't any. Yeah. So that's that's a big... I, I should have caveated my comments earlier with that. <laughs> I don't think we've had a single film that we've reviewed so far that hasn't even had one character that we can talk about. I know there was the singing guy on the stage, performer, but... I don't, I, he hasn't even got a picture on IMDb. I think he has a name, but at some point they name him when they present him, but it doesn't say, it doesn't talk really. It just sings. And other than this, this is the whitest movie I've seen in the world. It's super white. So I guess for intersectional rating, it'll get a zero out of five. We can, we can say that now. So that's a big negative for the film. I was quite shocked. It didn't really occur yeah. to me until I started watching it that, oh shit, everyone in this film is white. There are two dancers in the dirty dancing scene who aren't white and that's it. So there are three people in this film who aren't white. And there are a lot of background characters in yeah. the film. Anyway, I th in good news though, I think it passes the Bechdel test. I actually, to go along with the theme of me forgetting to watch this film until the last minute, I forgot to check for the Bechdel test. <laughs> I was thinking about it when I was watching it, and I, I don't really saw a scene when two women were talking to each other about other things than a man, really. Because even when she was talking about the abortion, she was talking about the man who got her pregnant. So I don't know if there is any part of it when two women talk to each other about other things than men i don't know there's a tiny bit i think where uh lisa talks to baby saying i'll do your hair it would look really pretty if you do this and then she says oh no you look pretty the way you do it like you look pretty doing it your way that's it i think but i <laughs> so the only time is when two women are saying each other they're pretty yeah but i think that's but again, I genuinely wasn't paying attention, I think, until just after that bit where I suddenly thought, oh my God, you're meant to be paying attention to the Bechdel test. Yeah, I've not done good this week. I cannot, I, yesterday I was getting ready for bed and it felt like I'd forgotten to do homework for school and it was the night before it's school. Fine. It's fresh in your mind. Yeah, luckily, 
I was like, can we start at eight, please? I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, where should we start with this film? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this film. It's going to be my least feminist episode ever because it makes my heart pound at the end when they're doing the dance and the song comes on. I get really like emotional and giddy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and. I really love Patrick Swayze in this film. Oh, he is lovely in it, isn't he? He's so talented. He's a very good dancer. I cannot disagree on this. He's an amazing actor. I love him in every other movie that I've seen him in, but this one is a great dancer. I'm not going to criticize this because he's a dancer. But I, for me, they have no chemistry. It's weird. Like, I don't feel... I do get that because I agree with you there. Like, I read up on it after about how they didn't get on and mm. how it was like but their chemistry was undeniable and I was like like it was alright I didn't think it was particularly special I've definitely I I almost got like a weird like brother and sister vibe from them I don't know I didn't it wasn't my the thing I loved about the film like those two together I didn't really get it I don't know and I kind of thought I was like, am I not meant to? That they I'm not meant to get it. It's not meant to be obvious that they wouldn't end up together. That's maybe that's the point of it. But then as it went on, I was a bit like, oh, actually, I still don't really see the fireworks. But maybe that was just me. No, Karina agrees. It's not just you. Because <laughs> all I was reading was how like explosive, like because they hated each other, how like explosive and passionate it was. And I was just like, no, it actually did just seem a bit like they didn't really like each other. <laughs> I watch it and find myself thinking, but I, it's really weird because I don't feel like this with any Disney movies or any romance films. But for some reason with this film, I am not against the idea of going on holiday and just being swept away by an amazing dancer who teaches me how to dance and then falls in love with me and he's beautiful. I am fine with that idea. It's the only romance thing that I'm like, this is so dreamy. I would like to be baby in this film being picked up by Patrick Swayze. Oh yeah, I would like so be nice. picked up. I don't think I've ever been picked up. No. <laughs> I think one boy did when I was 16 and we were sort of Flipped seeing each other and I hated it. He did like a fireman lift and I was so anxious about my weight at the time that I was like, put me down now. It was not an enjoyable experience. But anyway, I would like to be baby in this film and dance with Patrick Swayze that um the scene where they're dirty dancing in his room and they're undressing it's like oh, I need a fan to cool myself down it was very raunchy like some of the dances like when they're in then they're all like humping each other I know it was, okay so I'm sorry <laughs> I love dancing I love dance movies and I really do but in this movie the first scene when they're just humping each other and it's just like, this is not dancing, just is humping each other. And I don't know, it, it feels like I, the scene you're talking about when they undress each other was just like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, it's not hot for me. And I may be very cynical about this, but I did not feel it at all. I was like, what are you doing? This is, I don't understand. Like, either you take your clothes off, either you dance, you choose, but this is weird. And, and you don't have that much chemistry. So I don't understand what's happening right now. Like every conversation they have together also bothers me. It seems very not well played and also very like, I mean, I texted you, Joe. There is one guy who's like the nephew of the owner 
basically say to her, I like how your hair are breathing with the wind. I was like, what kind of sentence? Who says this? Yeah, this is- that was creepy. I thought it was gross. quite funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think I've seen it so much that bits that I might have found funny, I don't anymore. But I'm glad to hear you find it funny. And um, I'll tell you what yeah. I did find really funny is at the end where um, Baby's up on stage with Johnny and her dad's about to get up and stop them and her mum's like, sit down, Jake, or whatever his name is. <laughs> like, the line, yeah, the mom's... I didn't get. Oh, the nobody puts baby in a yeah, corner. I was just like, what? My favourite line is, I carried a watermelon. And then after she's like, I carried a watermelon? Oh, yeah, that did make me laugh because I was like, I could see myself <laughs> doing it. So that yeah, I line think... I thought was funny. But to be fair, like, I agree with you, Gina. Like, the nobody puts baby on the corner, which is, like, the most famous sentence of the movie. Because I've heard this so many times. Like, exactly. you know when you hear about a famous line or, like, something that you've never seen, and then it happened, I was like, wait, well, that was it. Like, why? <laughs> Nobody put her in the corner. I don't understand why you're saying this. It's just a weird thing to say. But okay, yeah. seems to be the thing. I think when I made Lee watch it, we had to rewind. because I think we got to the end and he was like, where was the line? I was like, oh, I don't remember where it was. And we had to go back and find it because we just completely missed it. First of all, this movie doesn't really make sense. Like, there's so many things. Like you said, like, she she has to get an abortion. Then it has to be on this Thursday. So she cannot do this competition. So she had to replace her for some reason. And then she's like, he basically yell at her for like, half an hour of the movie saying she can dance <laughs> and you're kind of like why he, the way he talks to her is very aggressive and also like after a while they just yell at each other and then they fall in love and you're like okay that happened that was i did not understand what just happened but okay when she has to do this competition which doesn't really make sense why but she has to i don't know it's I, it doesn't make sense to me this movie had like so many plot holding it that I don't get it but I don't know I think so I was trying to think about the reason why he doesn't like her to begin with and I think he sees her as being this rich girl who could just use daddy's money to fix all their problems whereas he's come from what I'm assuming is more of a working class background because she is they need $250 and she come up with it like within a second of course, yeah. she is. Like, I'm sorry, but this is true. Yeah, no, it is true. I, I just, I think that's why he's really pissed off with her to begin with, because I think he's just looking down on her for being that way and then gets to know her somehow, because all we really see are them dancing. But through their dancing, they get to know each other. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I thought he was quite a surprising character in the film, because... I've written down Johnny feels like a decent guy. I like Johnny. And I think <laughs> because of the way he is with Penny, I like that they're really good friends and he wants to look after her and care for her. And when he's dancing with Baby, it doesn't feel until she comes to his room and says, I feel things for you. It doesn't feel like he's trying to take advantage of Baby when they're dancing, he feels quite professional and keeps it professional. Even when they're in the the lake and you can see her nips on show yeah. through her white top, there aren't any jokes made on his part about it. He doesn't seem lechy, which obviously no one should be. So I'm not commending him for being what we all should be. Even for a film now, it feels quite surprising to have a male character who 
doesn't seem to be taking advantage of women and is nice. I know he's not nice to baby with the dancing, but yeah, I just really like Johnny. <laughs> Johnny would like to come around and teach me how to dance then. That's fine with me. She's like Corrine and Colin Perth all over again. <laughs> I don't think I realised how much I liked him in this film until today where I, yeah, I was like, oh my God. And I think when I showed Lee up, I was like, do you want to do some slow dancing? And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want to do that? I was like, because it's sexy. <laughs> we can be sexy like Baby and Johnny. So I don't want that. Fine. So yeah, I like Johnny. I think he's a good guy. Should we talk about someone else who isn't a man? Okay, can we talk about the fact that everybody calls her baby? Oh, mm. yeah, that was weird. Like, it's not just her parents. It's like everybody called her that. It's just weird. And she goes from being this naive, kind of like spoiled brat to being like this. And also like, even when he tells her like, you see the world, like everything is possible. And and you're so brave. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, she just, she just doesn't have to struggle that much. That's why she sees the world this way. And she's a nice person and she has a dad who's a doctor. So of course she's gonna call him like, it seems like all she did was like a what a common sense person would do. But the expectations are so low here that it's like she's nice. One of the things I did notice, which I liked, is that her character is the one who's driving the film along. She obviously is choosing to snoop around and carries watermelon for that guy so she can find out about what's happening in the staff areas. And then she hangs around a lot for a while. I'm like, why? Just yeah. go away. They don't want you there. They don't even know who you are. But she seems to really kind of push herself into their world. And then when she finds out about Penny needing an abortion, she does end up fixing it. She goes to get the money from her dad to pay for the abortion. She says she'll cover Penny in the dancing thing. Whereas if she hadn't done any of that, there wouldn't have been a film. So it felt quite nice. Although she doesn't have agency all the time, because there are moments when her dad like tries to hook her up with Max, the guy who runs the holiday place. He tries to hook him up with his grandson or whoever he is and baby clearly has no interest and is just being pushed along by her dad. But I do like that it felt like she was driving the plot a lot more than a lot of women do in films. I agree with you. What I think I, I thought was weird for me was that sometimes she looks like a little girl, like a, very, like a teenager. Yeah. After she looked like this grown woman who's basically having like this making decision like a much woman so kind of sometimes I feel like this is weird I don't know how to place her because she she grew up like basically she grew up in three weeks yeah one summer she goes from a child to a lady she's a bit like and this is probably I don't know how to say this in a polite way she's just a bit plainer than I thought she was gonna be I don't know just for like starlets of the time I don't know maybe that's a horrible thing to say no but I no, think that, I was a, that was a point actually that yeah. she, uh, she was supposed to be kind of plain and so everybody like you can relate to her because she was shy because she was like kind of awkward at the beginning yeah but she's not to be like if you compare it to the movie Grease Olivia Newton-John is like very pretty, but also clueless and everything. This one is actually not the traditionally beautiful. That's the thing, because I think we're used to like normally in films that it's like the odd one out is still like. Yes. Never be the odd one out. And I mean, she wouldn't be the odd one out. She was still beautiful. She was just a bit plain. 
Just she wasn't like the starlets, the usual starlets, I think. But there's nothing wrong with that. I was just surprised. But I remember that the actress talked about how the backlash that she got from this movie because people were saying she was not beautiful enough. She was... Oh, God. Uh, that just crazy. was like, already very famous by this point. So it was like, why is, she, why is it her? And I get that. Like, um, it, was, it must have been difficult, to be honest, because like you said, we expect... we Even in movies, when we have like the woman who's like not really beautiful, she's still beautiful to mm. the to most standards. And she just yeah. wore a pair of glasses and that makes her less beautiful. She, I think you mentioned earlier that she's meant to be really intelligent as well. Cause she, so she's planning to go into the Peace Corps and she's going to major in the economics of underdeveloped countries, I think is what she says to Neil, the creepy guy who thinks her hair looks nice blowing in the wind or whatever it was he says. And one of the things I found quite interesting in the film is the differences between Lisa and Baby and the way the film shows them as being very different. So at the start, when we first see the two of them, Baby sat in the car reading, whereas Lisa is looking in a mirror and combing her hair. And then when Lisa gets out of the car, she's like, oh no, I think I bought the wrong kind of shoes. I should have bought this pair. And her mum says, well, you bought 10 of them. And Lisa's starting to panic. And I think her dad says something like, this isn't a tragedy and starts to list things that are, and baby says something else as well. I was like, just, if she thinks that she's going to stand out because she's not got the right kind of shoes, just leave her alone. Obviously that's not a tragedy, but just, I just felt like they all really looked down on Lisa because she is interested in hair and clothes, whereas baby wants to study economics and help people. I feel like there was something else Oh, I know what else. When they're all sat around at dinner, the dad says to Max, our baby's going to change the world. And Max turns to Lisa and says, oh, what are you going to do? And baby responds saying, oh, Lisa's going to decorate in like that that's not a worthy pursuit. So I felt for Lisa a bit this time. Usually it's the other way around, especially in like the 80s. Yeah, I think the sister was, uh, I didn't like how they treat, they they use the sister role. Like she wasn't, I mean, at the end she wasn't very useful and they didn't really, we didn't know exactly how she felt. Like we didn't really care about her. We kind of resent her because of like, it's a weird dynamic that they put with her and her sister and they never really develop her character even when she was supposed to sleep, like she seems to be obsessed to sleep with this guy. And then the guy is like, she see the guy sleeping with somebody else and just like, okay, that's a storyline. We're just moving on now. So I thought that her storyline was kind of uneventful. Yeah, it would have been nice to see more of her. Yeah, it kind of like didn't bring anything to the story. But I do love the storyline about the woman who got the abortion and the relationship with Joni's character is actually very nice. I actually thought it was very well done and I really like the character that she, they didn't make her like slutty. They make her like being like, I do whatever I want. It's my choice, my body and everything. So I did like this character. I was very surprised to see abortion in the film and to find that at no point in the film is any blame put on Penny for either getting Mm. pregnant or wanting abortion no one questions her and says are you sure you want this everyone just listens to her saying you know I want an abortion and it is quite progressive I think of the time yeah and even her dad he doesn't berate Penny for getting an abortion his anger is aimed at the father and everyone's anger is aimed at Robbie 
which I found really interesting because normally the anger is directed at the woman and you know why were you sleeping with a man and why would you want an abortion and I was just quite surprised to see that no one judges her no one makes any comments about her having sex with anyone it's just like okay she's pregnant and she wants an abortion how can we make this happen for her and that's it which I really liked the only thing I didn't like is that Penny seems to be rescued all the time in the film Mm. constantly baby has to find her crying in the kitchen and go and get Johnny to come and pick her up and carry her back to their lodgings and then baby's the one who has to give her the money and save her from losing her job and then at the end the dad has to rescue her from dying and she just constantly seems to be needing to be rescued in the film maybe that's not a bad thing maybe it's just people need help sometimes and she needed it I don't know but okay so because this movie has been like I mean it's one of the most famous movie of all time I think it's like on the like everybody either love or hate this movie and everybody's seen it in the 80s I would say I don't get why because I mean it's uh (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny I mean the the soundtrack is amazing and I think the lack of diversity bothers me now more than I mean and I do understand that's 80s so it's a different time and also when it's happening it's supposed to be like in somewhere upset New York and which obviously seems very white and everything I have to say there's a lot of dance scenes I mean I love dancing don't get me wrong but if you take out all the scene where they just dance, this movie is like 15 minutes long. I think that's a good thing about it. I'm with Tina. I think all of their chatting bits, I'm like, meh, don't care. Show me dancing. Show me more. I just love watching them. Johnny and Penny together. Johnny and Baby together. Johnny at any point. I wish, I'm so <laughs> like, I wish I could move like that. Yeah. So oh, do you wow. think this is why people love this movie? Do you what? like Strictly Come Dancing? I don't watch it. I've never watched it, so I don't know. I just love watching people dance. No, I love watching people dance, but I think, like, like I love the last scene when there's actually, like, dancing, but then rehearsing for, like, half an hour, the same movement, because when they're rehearsing, it's, like, basically two movements they do for, like, half an hour. And this, like, okay, we get it. Like, can you do, like, the full stuff, and then I'll be happy. So savage. <laughs> I mean, I love dancing. I took dancing lessons for years and I, also, I still see like dance uh, ballet and stuff like this in London. But this movie was like, the dance part, there's a lot of like two of them just like going back and forth for like, like for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, okay, so can we see the full stuff? Like, can, I love the last scene. I think they're very great together. They dance, man, like the dancing is amazing. Like Patrick Sweezy is a great dancer and but and I like Penny that's her name she's also yeah. a great dancer too and I really yeah. like it but I thought it was not enough it was mostly them t- rehearsing and I don't really care about rehearsing I just care so what you're that. saying is there was a lot of dancing but not the not enough dancing <laughs> <laughs> no I know what you mean so a lot of it is them rehearsing I do also like the bit where Penny and Johnny are dancing with all of the clients around and Baby's just staring at them wondrously. And that feels like how I watched that scene of just, oh my God, they look amazing. How can they do that with their body? Wow. 
I didn't realize how much I love this film. I think it was just, I think it's one of those things that I've grown up with. So there's a lot of nostalgic feels involved in the film. And I was so shocked when Lee told me he hadn't seen it, primarily because he loves 80s movies. And there are so many 80s movies I hadn't seen. I was like, well, I'm going to have to show you this film, see how you find it. And I think he was quite surprised. I just also thought it was quite simple. Which was a good thing. That's kind of why I liked it. It wasn't too, like... It wasn't too long. Yeah. Like, bring back the 90-minute film with a simple plot line. It had a really low budget as well. Oh, and some of the, like, the landscapes was beautiful. Oh, did you guys know the the lake isn't there anymore that they practice dancing in? It's dried up. Really? They talk about it in the documentary on Netflix, and there's a Stuff You Should Know episode where they talk about it as well. But yeah, the the lake's spread up. Um, you can see. You can see his footprint. <laughs> <laughs> no, but In where the they... lake was. <laughs> Apparently, he had to stand on a stone. I think so. He was high enough out of the water or something like that, and you can see the stone that's still there that they'd put in the water for them to oh, stand come on. on. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it back, now I'm saying it, it does seem quite <laughs> quite like the place that's running their hotel is like yeah totally uh this is the rock patrick swayze stood on we haven't changed the bed sheets <laughs> here comes along this fool here like oh my god you haven't i'll stay. <laughs> have all my money yeah now i'm saying it i'm sure they talked about it on the documentary but yeah we'll move on from that but the lake's gone that's the end of so why do you really love this movie? Tell me, try to convince me this is a great movie. I really enjoy it because the music's good. I do love the music and it really uplifts me. And I think I just want to be baby. It feels like in a good scapist movie for me to watch and think, oh, I can picture myself being her and being sucked into this romance. It's so funny to see you like this. <laughs> I know, this is so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> It's uh, it's very weird for me too. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever felt that before, though. I think this is the first time I've Not watched it. Your boyfriend? <laughs> no, in real life, I felt. I mean, Lee's not very romantic. I don't think he'll mind me saying that, but that's fine. No, I meant when I'm when I've been watching a film that's kind of like a rom com. I've not felt that about it before but i don't know i don't think they're very cringy together like you know sometimes you watch some romance films and they're it's a bit too slushy like apart from a couple mm. of lines it's not actually that bad is it for that probably because they hated it seems like they didn't like <laughs> each other in real life so, yeah yeah definitely I don't know. Cringy. and i do i know you don't like the kind of the sex scene cream but I think I like that you don't see them having sex you just see this build-up of them kind of grinding and dancing and I'm like oh don't know what it is also it's so 80s and over the last few years I've really come to appreciate things that are just full on 80s the outfits the music even her hair I don't know if it's naturally like that but it looks quite reminiscent of an 80s kind I love her hair yeah she looks really different now I think she's had quite a lot of work done like her face looks very different yeah yeah I wanted that um and it's hilarious because it's set in the 60s but it's it's super 80s oh is it yeah it's meant to be 
1963, I think, which is not. Oh, so it's supposed to happen before the abortion laws then. Yeah, so it's meant to be, because her dad says to her, it's not for anything illegal, is it, this money? She goes, no, of course not. Yeah, I think that's why it's a big deal, her having an abortion and then trying to find a doctor who I think is described as using like a rusty knife and a fold-out table or something. I think I was quite touched seeing Penny crying in the bathroom as well. Part of me feels like it's having having to have someone to come along and carry her up feels a bit silly. But I can relate to that fear of finding out that you're pregnant when you don't want to be. That was a fear that was there for me for a really long time, even though I knew I could get an abortion. Whereas for her, obviously, she's thinking, if I have this baby, I'm probably going to lose my job. And the guy who's the dad who maybe we should talk about in a minute isn't interested and I can't have an abortion because it's illegal so basically in the company you have two different type of people working there you have the students from high like college college students working for them and then you have the dancer who basically do this all the time so you have kind of a hierarchy between them and the father I mean the guy get her pregnant is actually one of the college guys right yeah i think he's meant to be from yale or something and he was supposed to date the daughter of like her sister like a sister basically yeah so the the guy who got penny pregnant is called robbie ew robbie he's such a dick he's so horrible i do even though part of me feels like maybe babies messing in other people's lives a bit I don't, I don't know, but I do like she confronts Robbie. She's, I feel like she's kind of trying to like live vicariously through these other people, almost like bit of like live on the wild side a bit. But like, obviously, these people can't decide to just dip in and out of it, being poor. I was going to ask you guys if you feel there's a sense of sisterhood between Baby and Penny and the way Baby helps Penny, because my sense is that I don't think so. she just, she just fancies Johnny and is. I think it's she China. just wants to stick around. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see any sisterhood in there. I just, this is why I don't think it's like a, I, I mean, it's not meant to be a feminist movie. Like, I don't see any sisterhood in it. I just see that, I mean, I like the fact that they talk about abortion in a very progressive way. But other than this, I don't see any sisterhood between them. Uh, basically, she's doing this because she wants to be like with them and she wants to be with Johnny, basically. And that's the ultimate goal. And with that, and, and she knew like very early that the way to talk to him and be with him was mm. to do this. It kind of reminded me of like when you're younger and you fancy an older guy and you're just like hanging around all the time, like a fucking bad smell. It made me cringe yeah. a bit. So it's kind of yeah. what she's doing. The bit where she goes to get Johnny because Penny's crying and then she follows them back to Penny's room. So why are you following? I think probably at this point you'd be like, you guys obviously have stuff going on. I'll leave you to it. She just like hang around like it's nothing. And you're like, the woman is crying. You don't know her. And you're just standing there like it's nothing. Like, can they have privacy? It's so, like, you just know that the only reason she's here is because of him. And the only reason she gives the money is because of him. Even if she's doing a good thing, she would have done it if it wasn't for some somebody else. So it's still this weird thing. And um, I don't know, it's, uh, that's why I, I don't I, I don't feel like this is a very so, sorry moment. I, I'm glad you guys agree because I wasn't sure if I was being mean 
but it did just feel like she wants to be with Johnny and is yeah. finding ways she can help to hang around. Also, I was quite... So she does confront Robbie and she says, well, you make me sick, stay away from me, stay away from my sister or I have you fired. And although she tries to tell her sister, oh no, don't be with Robbie, she doesn't give any reason why. She doesn't say, look, I've you know, heard rumours that he's made someone pregnant and isn't helping them, I'd just stay away. She just, because I know she's trying to protect Penny, but you could give some reason because if that were me and my sister was saying, I don't think you should get with that guy, I'd be like, uh, I'll do what I like. <laughs> Thanks. I'm the older sibling. I know what I'm doing. So I was quite surprised because even when Lisa's saying, oh, I've decided tonight's the night with Robbie and he doesn't even know. <laughs> oh my God. This she's is the most ridiculous. Oh my God. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like in the 60s, but really, like, he doesn't even know. Like, I'm gonna lose my virginity to him. Amazing. Oh my God. Like, oh God, this is weird. Like, you could be a better sister, I think, and try harder. Or even go to the dad. When he finds out about the abortion and what's been going on, even say to the dad, Robbie is the one who got Penny pregnant. Because the dad That's thinks it's Johnny. Sure. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, it's Johnny when really it's not and she could have told him from the beginning yeah because when she when baby says to Johnny I'm so sorry for how my dad treated you back then I'm not surprised your dad isn't very friendly towards Johnny because he thinks that he's got Penny pregnant has made her have an abortion and has then moved on to his teenage daughter I'm not surprised that he's a bit funny with him him. yeah just say no you've got it you've got it wrong dad it's Robbie can you make sure he doesn't get with Lisa, please, because... So how do you think it's going to, like, what happened after the end? Because I like that they keep it, like, open. So he's leaving, and she's. it seems like he's leaving, and she's going to be a Peace Corps, and it's just like this, and it's just like, okay, I don't know. It's weird. Okay, whatever. I did wonder about that. I think I just like the idea that they just have no problems and just have a beautiful time. <laughs> That it ends after their beautiful dancing moment and they just live happily ever after the end. Yeah, but realistically, they're not going to end up together. No, I don't think so. They might. Um, (laughs) It could. No, I don't think they will. One of them would have to make a big sacrifice. I mean, possibly he could move to the city where she's studying and get work there. I guess that's possible. Because he can't come back to the dance holiday place anymore because she got him fired. (laughs) Also, it's literally like, did you guys go to any places like this? It's like key camp. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. What it was like Like holiday holiday camps. I always we always used to go to them in France, like every year. The thing about the beginning when you have the the director talking about to all the waiter, you have to go to the daughters. You have to do this for the. Oh yeah, my holiday camp was like that. Weird. Like, what are you talking about? Is it? Are you pimping the waiters to the daughters? What is happening? Are they looking for husbands? And he's show the daughters a good time. All the daughters, even the dogs. Oh. I yeah, I've never been. Well, from what I know, no one's ever done that. But the only camps I've been to have been when I've been quite young, and we've gone to. Normally, it's. It's kind of like camper van places, I guess, and they'll put mm. on events that you can do, like pottery classes or archery. I think when we were kids, we had Bradley the Bear would do entertainment nights for the young kids. Don't know if anyone else knows Bradley the Bear, but 
it was big in our house and there are places like Butlins and Centre Parks it feels much more aimed at families with young kids rather than teenage well having said yeah. that I went to Centre Parks as a teenager and that was pretty fun no this one looks to be like the one when you took your daughter to find your husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean basically because even with with baby the dad's trying to set her up with the the guy who's running it then whatever he is the uh, worm grandson. the worm he's such a little worm isn't he i know can you imagine going with your parents to like a camp and being like okay so this guy is here to meet you let's have dinner all together with your parents there and this is how we sign you up i guess with would that have been how it was like in the 60s i don't know would it have been more like that's how you meet people I don't know. People from the 60s, let us know. Because <laughs> obviously now, all of the people I've been with, I've met online. And I guess there was always this idea of if you have daughters and you need to marry them off, and that's how your daughter does well in life, if she marries someone who's successful, rather than her being a success herself in her own right. Because I think Baby says that at one point to her dad, like, you, you want me to just, like, get a degree and find a good husband... Um, and maybe that's not who I am or something along those lines don't remember I found it really weird at the start of the film though when she says this is back when I thought I'd never find anyone as great as my dad oh yeah, yeah. oh my god their vibe was a bit like <laughs> codependency vibes yeah it, it just sounds like off it feels like oh I'm never gonna find someone oh there was like Ooh, don't say that. This is weird. Like, yeah. you should not be saying that. Not a thing to say. I don't know. I mean, her dad, her dad actually is a great man, I have to say. Her dad is pretty amazing, pretty open-minded. And he helps when he has to. And he's like, he judge her at some point, but he's like mad at her. But he like loves her and everything. So her dad is amazing. But I wouldn't say I want to find a man better than my dad. It's like I did really like the bit where baby's dad is giving Robbie some money for medical school, and then Robbie's like, "Oh, thank you so much for helping me out with that penny situation." She said it was mine, but with girls like these, you know, and like the dad just snatches the envelope back and walks off and is clearly horrified the money that he gave him i thought it was like a recommendation letter maybe it was i always assumed it was money no i think it was cash is it money i don't, I don't remember i thought it, i think that it was money robbie is so disgusting the way he was talking about penny i think i wrote down a line when baby confronts him where he says, oh, I'm not going to bail out some chick. He's probably bored every guy in the place. Some people count, some people don't. Like, fucking hell, all right. You're not a great catch either, you asshole. I mean, he's obviously meant to be gross and slimy because he's, he's the bad guy in the film, I guess. Oh, can we talk about the other villain also? Uh, the woman who basically <gasps> accused him of stealing like, wallets and stuff. Because Shadow yeah. was basically like the cougar would just like go there. And the director explained that all those women come every week, like all the time, and their husbands come during the weekend. And basically, we understand that Johnny's a gigolo. Yeah. He's like, I can't yeah. help it. They just, they just give me money and they just throw stuff at me. I was like, <laughs> I have to say the chance that he has, like, they, they, they're using me. Like, I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not what's happening. Yeah, I, okay, so what he says is, these women are throwing themselves at me, they smell good, they present themselves really well, so I don't blame him for being like, oh, these women want to have sex with me, 
sure they're consenting adults why not yeah. so I think he's trying to explain to baby why he's had sex with other people which he shouldn't need to explain yeah. anyway with Vivian I did feel a bit of a, a sense from her that she maybe maybe not using him because the way he was talking to her wasn't a case of when he's talking to baby about the women he doesn't sound upset about it he's just trying to explain I come from nowhere and suddenly women are throwing themselves at me but I did find it really ugh, when Vivian's husband says to Johnny oh here's some money I'm going to be busy tonight give my wife some extra dance lessons and I was like that's that's weird I don't know whether you're just really naive or you just want your wife to have a good time and know she's having sex with you and that's fine I don't know but that's that's weird that creeped me out I don't know but Um, then when they say like they're using me I'm sorry I have a hard time to think like poor man is being used by this older woman who just like forced him to have sex with them it's like really like you don't have to do this you choose to be a jiggle I'm sorry I just don't feel for him I guess the only way that would make sense that he was being used is if they'd threatened him and said well if you don't have sex with me then I'll get you to lose your job or something I don't know because I know when he turns her down she does try to get him fired but we don't know whether that's something that was threatened to him or not but from what he was saying to baby he was just like wow lots of beautiful women who smell great want to sleep with me and that I get that it's fine yeah young man and he has this beautiful woman who's ready to pay for stuff for him and she had great boobs that lady she looked great in that dress when they were dancing together like you could do worse, Johnny. And she's not that old. She must be like 30-something. She doesn't look that old either. I, in my head, she's a bit old. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. How old was Patrick Swayze when he played in this movie? He was like mid-30s, I think. Oh, okay. So he was old. I mean, old, like older. He died pretty young. Maybe he was a bit younger. No, he was about 35. He was 35 when it came out. 35? Oh, my God. Because, yeah. I mean... He's supposed to play like a 20-something, right? I mean, he looks good. <laughs> 35. He looks amazing. Can't believe it. I forget he's in Ghost. Oh, yeah. I think he's so much better in Ghost than in this movie. Ghost is one of my favorite movies ever. I need to rewatch. it. We should do it for the podcast sometime. I watched it once and didn't really get it, but that was about 10 years ago. So How much you didn't get it? It's a beautiful love story. <laughs> Uh, how come you don't get dirty dancing cream it's a beautiful love story it's a stupid love story (laughs) i i have no idea what you mean it makes perfect sense completely logical and he's in point break okay i need to rewatch ghost it's been so long since i I haven't seen it i'm gonna watch it never seen ghost i mean we'll be going to get an oscar for it i'm sorry this is what i mean there's major film holes it's okay i've still got a lot of major film ghost is on my list yeah please watch ghost because i watched it like maybe i think three weeks ago i still love it it's one of my wait how often do you watch it every night (laughs) (laughs) yeah i watch it at least once a year your annual ghost session exactly because i do love patrick sweezy i just don't like this movie but i'm not as in love with him that joy is because she seems to be very in love with him just in this movie, just really <laughs> like Johnny. Yeah, you want him to like do the lift with you. Is there anything else anyone wants to say? Lee's changed his name to Ghost is Great. <laughs> because this is true. This is a way better movie than this one. He has more diversity than this one. 
is actually more funny. There's less dancing, to be fair. There's a little bit of dancing in it, but there's also the famous scene that everybody knows about the pottery. When it's yes. just, this is the most amazing scene ever. That's what I knew about Ghost before I watched it, the pottery. I actually didn't know anything about it. And I won't say anything, so I don't spoil it for Gina. I knew nothing yeah. until the pottery. That was it. That's all I knew is that they make a pottery thing together. And I was really shocked by what the plot was. I was like, oh, I guess it's not all about pottery. <laughs> okay. And um, does anything else have anything to add? I'm just going to say it's not going to rate very high because... It's one of the whitest movies ever. There's no person of color who has a name. And even the people who are person of color in this movie don't talk. So yeah, that's my only thing. Maybe that's why I don't, I don't, I didn't relate to this movie. I didn't really like it. I should yeah. ask more black people where they thought about this movie. So I think it's fair to say that for the intersectional side, it gets zero out of five. Yes. Cool. Um, <laughs> and now for, for women, two? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Because I like, I really enjoyed it, but then... There wasn't anything like, I didn't find too many things that were just disgustingly not feminist. So do you know what I mean? It was just a bit, there wasn't really bad things that pushed it back, but there weren't any like, I wouldn't say it was a radical feminist film, apart from the abortion storyline. Yeah, I think unfortunately it has to probably be a two, but it was still a great film. I mean, if you want to give it a three, I'm happy to give it a three. No, two. I thought three was too high. (laughs) <laughs> a three is too high okay i think it is fair enough because i i do love how they talk about abortion how penny's character is a- approached but i'm not that bothered about baby's character again it's cool that she's driving the plot but she's only really in it for johnny mm. i mean i'm sure also she wants to help someone but the driving force seems to be johnny that she wants to spend more time with him and be around him. She doesn't really react to the abortion stuff either. I mean, it's 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 a plot, it's fine, but she doesn't react to it. So if you just look at the feminist point of view, this movie doesn't cut it. Like, um, So I would say two is fine. And also, Lisa seems to be looked down upon for liking feminine things, whereas babies, her dad looks up to her for liking things that maybe aren't considered feminine, for reading and wanting to study economics and things like that and that annoys me because I liked reading and also looking at my face in the mirror the two and two can coincide <laughs> okay so two out of ten <laughs> two out of ten for Dirty Dancing that might be one of the lo- you know I wonder how much we gave Love Actually because that might be as low as Love Actually I think Love Actually was the same it's sad though because there's yeah it's, there's so much diff- I think you can be, have a good film and it be have a low femme fresh rating this is what this episode has taught us just like the best shit test it doesn't mean that the movie is bad it just means it doesn't go through this uh, system and it doesn't mean like Dirty Nanas is not a bad movie a lot of people love it most people do it was a blockbuster at the time. It works very well. And it's, and people still love it today. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just mm-hmm. means that if you look at the progressive kind of thing, it's not there. But it was also made in the 80s, supposed to be based on the 60s. So it was a different time. Ignoring the fact that they only white people exist in this world. It I don't find anything offensive about it now. Obviously, that I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, this surely you could have 
figured something out that wasn't just white people but I didn't watch it and find myself flinching at words that were used or ideas that were spoken of that today aren't discussed so that's quite nice yes because Lee made me watch Short Circuit 1 and 2 at the weekend and that's not the same not come out as well as Dirty Dancing given that the Asian man in the film is white and yeah we can (laughs) we can talk about this more off camera but it's weird that two films come out a relatively similar time and one of them you can watch now and think oh it's really bad that they're only white but at least nothing offensive is in it and you can watch you can watch short circuit and go oh wow they have a white man playing quite a big part as an Asian man doing an Indian accent great fantastic So Dirty Dancing gets two out of ten. Still a great film, but in terms of feminism, not not great. But it's fine. Two out of ten for Dirty Dancing. Let us know how you feel about Dirty Dancing. Do you agree? Should we have scored it higher? You can get involved in the chats on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Real Feminism, Real Salt R E L. And want to say a thank you to Mr. Lee Pokey for doing all the producing and editing and artwork and all of the things for the podcast and a thank you to Sandra for doing the music you hear at the beginning and the end and a big thank you to my co-hosts Corinne and Gina welcome thank you bye <laughs> we'll be back in your ears in two weeks time we will be discussing the very brand new promising young woman which I can't wait to talk about <laughs> Corinne just did a little dance for everyone who can't see so we're all very excited about promising young women But until then, bye!